0: <laughs> Talk
1: Recorded live.
2: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Divine Mind Group Community Call and the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the third of July, twenty sixteen. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. W- whenever you're ready, brother.
3: Okay, Jim. Uh, yeah, um, we had talked about a lot of things last week, and I tapped on it once or twice, but I didn't explain it. Um, About, uh, see, the Jews will tell you today that uh, time starts at sundown, the sundown the following evening. That's really not correct. Uh, You have to go to the 13th chapter of Nehemiah, and if you get the older King James before they've started modifying them, it'll refer to the shadow on the gate or under the gate and um, what happened was is that on the Sabbath, they would come to bring in, uh, and the Sabbath is not Sunday, and it does rotate. So, I mean, they can fully say what they want, the seventh day is the seventh day. It's just, it's not putting in a little box, you know, like they they come up with, but the moon and everything tracks pretty good with it. But nevertheless, uh, if you're reading Nehemiah 13, um uh, Nehemiah was the shot, or what you would call the headman, that was given the charge by the king to come back and set up the operation of the law in Jerusalem, etc. And uh, when uh, they did that, uh, they were buying and selling and consequently the gates didn't close at noon. And so the people were coming in and uh, they were uh, setting up to sell their wares, you know, during the Sabbath period. And, boy, he just chews everybody out real good and tells them. He said, for this cause, our forefathers were cursed and destroyed. And here you are bringing this same curse upon us. And, uh, see, uh, you miss the double blessing day if you don't keep the Sabbath set apart or the seventh day as a free rest day. It's really eight days of blessing but you get them in a seven-day period because if you keep in the seventh, then on the sixth day, you get two blessings in one. So it's like having an extra day. And so when they say Benjamin is circumcised on the eighth day, that's how they figured that. But uh, if you'll notice, it says that uh, when the shadow began to come upon the gate, well, the only way the shadow is going to come on the gate it's truly if you were at, let's say, an even time. But they weren't coming in to sell goods in the evening. They were coming in at the noon period. That's where high noon with Tex Ritter and Gary Cooper and all them came in. It was all talking about the the, the Battle of the O.K. Corral, so to speak, and all these different things at high noon. And um, uh, when you look at when that shadow hits, um Then when the shadow is under the gate, in other words, it's dead overhead. It's not to the right or to the left. That is absolutely the only true time that you can have the evening, which is that from, you know, the morning coming from the prior day, meeting with the new day, uh, the morning that's starting at their high noon period going, you know, to to the end time. Uh, or the setting of the sun and uh you'll notice in some places they were still out in the fields harvesting with the stars uh, already shining. So um uh, uh if you you just kinda really have to watch uh it does not start at sundown, you're wrong, law fan. You have to go back and do some real checking. That's a damn Jewish tradition to come out of Babylon. Um it doesn't start at sunrise, it starts at noon. At high noon, any time of what would be called the a.m. period prior to noon, it's the the old day. That's that's the evening of the old day. And when it starts at noon and goes to sundown and on to the next day at noon, you're looking at the morning starting right there. So the evening and the morning come in at that period of time. You'll have to read Nehemiah 13 real careful. But nevertheless, that's the fact of it. I will have to say this for Buddy Johnson and them, Buddy Johnson up there, and and uh, um, oh hell, Tazwell, uh New Tazewell, Tennessee. Buddy had it right, and they were also correct about uh, the counting of the day and how the Sabbath does move, because it's set every year from the vernal equinox, the first new moon is the start count. And then you go 14 days, and you're observing the ram that you're going to slaughter or whatever for your Passover meal. And it ain't a sacrifice. It's a memorial meal. And uh, when they do that, uh, they watch it to make sure it has no blemishes. They want a perfect offering, so to speak, for their meal. They're going to consume it. And uh, then... uh, The unleavened bread basically starts at the evening on that 14th day with that meal, and the first actual full day would be the following. But if you'll notice, between the evens is when you do the slaughter of that that lamb. If you wait till it's almost sundown, you're not going to be able to see to butcher that lamb. (laughs) I know I've tried it both ways. But if you do it like it says, between the evens, between the even period of the morning and the even, which is the sun under the gate, then you got plenty of time to, to peel him, uh, you know, and prepare him. And uh, there's a group of the Christians that I know of that practice, and they call them shit-eating Christians because what they do is uh, they uh, they don't take the bark off of him, you know, the hide or anything. They They cut the throat and kill him, you know, and, and um, and they won't bleak, they won't kick, they won't do nothing. they just lay right there, just calm, and, and just calm as they can be. And, uh, and um, here again, though, you have to kind of know what you're doing, a good sharp knife and everything. But nevertheless, that lets them pump out because the heart still flows and pumps, and that gets all of the blood out of the body. And uh, that way uh, they fulfill that part about not eating meat, you know, with the blood in it but uh nevertheless uh uh they would put them on a spit and uh they would gently rotate and turn them and uh when that uh, heat got hot enough it would come up to that wool and it would go you know it's like a fizzing sound and um i had a friend that uh i told him you know what was going on and he worked for the fire department and he looked at me and he said gary He said, that's why most of us that have to go in after people would prefer to wear a beard. He said, a man with a beard that gets caught in a fire, it does not burn his face. It fizzes that beard right down to the skin and seals it just like it does on that lamb. And uh, they can come out without being burnt.
4: But it seals
3: over. And uh, once they're cooking, uh, their intestines and everything is still intact the navel on that ram will pop, and it'll be like a steam vent. And as they gently rotate it, uh, it will cook the intestines and everything inside, and the moisture that's in the bowel, it'll pack down and make a little dry, hard ball, uh, and the intestines will totally dry up. It won't mess your meat up or anything, and uh, that steam will come out of that vent. And when it's ready, you can take a portion of it and pull, and that means it's just as tender as it can be. And uh, so you have to have them at least four months of age, but not over a year um, for that particular uh, memorial feast. And that goes back to uh, commemorate when uh, Israel, those that had the power of a god, were delivered out of the house of bondage, the age of bonds in ancient Egypt. And see, that is commemorating and telling you basically a story that is occurring and will occur at this time. This is what Brexit's all about. This is, uh, and they've even said it's a, a jubilee. It's a jubilee occurrence that's taking place. So, I mean, it's something for people to think about and, uh, and go back and see. Now, I've noticed that uh, on the King James, if you look at uh, the newer versions, they tried to alter that aspect in Nehemiah. And if you'll notice, there, Sanballat and Tobias, the high priest, had given them a room in the temple, and it was the place where formerly had been kept the tithes of new wine and the corn, wheat, etc. So what he was telling you is that the high priest, the preachers of the day uh, in that time frame, had allowed the damned uh, uh, their time frame, called the Internal Revenue Service uh, in our modern time and vernacular. And they had allowed them in the tithe chamber, and that's why preachers cannot teach the real truth of the knowledge, because they'll lose that damn fight for the 501c3, Title 26, Section 86, Paragraph A, United States Code. And so, Sam Ballant and Tobias, the Agagite and the Ammonite, they've got their ass right back in the, the tide chamber controlling the function and flow of the, of the true teachings. But see, we're all kings and priests over here, so... Uh, and we are the temple, so there's a different ball game that's occurring right now. And um, it's just uh, people need to understand what the hell is really going on. you
0: hear me? me? Hello? Is anyone there? You
3: got somebody rocking in the background. Uh, um, Jim, I don't know who it is.
0: Can you hear me? Is anyone there? Does this work?
3: I hear okay. somebody, but I can't make out who it is.
0: Yeah. Oh, who, who is this? This is uh, this is Alfredo Gregory, and uh, I would just like to say, "Hail Hitler! Third Reich is my favorite." I gas
4: the Jews,
3: uh, Jim. Can you understand what they're saying?
4: Gas yes, the Jews. I I it's I, I the Jews. We need to gas them. They need to be put in chambers. And gas. Them.
3: Somebody say again. I I don't understand what he's saying.
4: Yeah. They're
2: saying gas the Jews.
4: Yeah, gas to Jews. <laughs> yeah. You did I'm it. not a Jew. I'm guess? not a Jew.
3: I'm not a Jew. I'm a Hebrew-Israelite. There's a big goddamn difference. And just because it's the Israeli state, that doesn't mean Israel. Go back and find out what Jacob's name was changed to Israel and what it said about him. He had the power of a God in him and operating in and through him. Go look it up. Big damn difference. I could give a shit less what happened to that land in Palestine over there because
4: in reality, that's the wrong damn place anyway. <sighs> it's, it was guest nine wanting to, he's
2: got his hand up.
3: I understand, but I can't understand him.
2: Well, let me see what he says.
0: <laughs> what,
2: what do you need, guest 9
0: Hey, I, I would just like to let you know, hail mine food, the Jewish people are bad, and they should all be gassed, right? Do you agree with me? Gassed
2: no, Jews. we don't. And I'd appreciate it if you go to another call.
3: Yeah, we, 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 don't, we don't preach all that hate crap. I mean... Here is the deal. I mean, you want to be a Jew, hell jump your ass up and get with the program. There's good Jews out there and there's bad Jews. I understand the difference between the 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 uh, Ashkenazi and the um uh, uh, oh hell the um uh the other branch is
0: um, um who? Kazar. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, the Ashkenazi which go back to uh to uh um uh, Belul uh back uh with uh, the turco Mongolians, and then you have the uh the, uh, the uh, that are another group of them and and you're dealing with different people, but see everybody thinks that uh, uh that, well they got this name termed jew because they tried to identify just with the house of Judah, but see David is not at the house of Judah David is in reality of the tribe of Joseph Ephraim with the devil blessing heir because he was going in the 17th chapter of the first book of Samuel back to his daddy Jesse's house in
4: um, 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 Bethlehem Ephratah, not Bethlehem
3: Judea. And see, they've twisted these things up because you've got the Babylonian teachings and uh, and they've kind of altered different things around.
4: But, uh, see, a lot of these people don't know. I mean, they've they got just enough knowledge that they're dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Well,
2: I understand what you're saying, brother. But, uh, you know, God didn't say he was the God of the Jews anyway. He said he was the God of the Hebrews.
3: Yeah, the God of Israel, that's right. He's the God of those that have the power and the ability. And see, here's the unique thing. Everybody really has it, but they're going to die like men because they won't wake it up, even though they're literally gods in the earth. And and some of the worst people that I've ever seen, to be honest with you, were some of my own uh, Anglo groups of people and uh, some of the, I mean, listen, in every race of people, uh, or every group of people, you got some sorry assholes that ain't even worth stoning. They're so damn bad. But uh, then you got some people that are—they're as good as gold. So I mean, uh, you have to stop and think about it. Here, you got the four colors of corn on a on a Cherokee corn, and uh, it's white, it's red, it's yellow, and it's blue black. But it's one corn. And uh, uh, listen. All this shit with Hitler and them—that that most people don't even understand what they were doing. And if you're dealing with uh, the rulers of England and you're dealing with Hitler, they're the same damn house. They're cousins. I got a picture of uh, Prince Philip and Hitler, and uh, hell, they're second or third cousins. I mean, shit. Come on, folks. Get out of reckless. Let's get on down the get on down the road here. Yeah, that's what's wrong. they kept these people tied up with this race division shit. And uh, like you said, the isms, if you will, they got a bottle of ism for you. They give you this ism, that ism, now whatever. Sir, uh, I, I, I sort of understand what you're saying, but that was a German in reality. Uh, if you're dealing with Hitler and... Uh, <laughs> And if you're dealing with the queen and with the the, the uh, Prince Philip. You're dealing with the the Germans again because they're tied to the same family. I mean, come on. I mean, do some history and and, and get this race baiting shit out of your damn mind. You ain't never gonna get nowhere long if you look at thinking stuff like that. You know?
0: There's
1: a uh, there's a prophecy that says that the uh, the King of Edom's bones would be burnt in lime, and when they found. Um, Uh, The last czar of Russia, the Romanov family, sure enough, they found his bones, their bones burnt in lime, and the way they tested whether or not this was actually the bones of uh, of the Romanovs was that they went to Prince Philip and tested the DNA, and it it was a
3: match,
4: and then they knew they had
3: it. Absolutely, absolutely. That must be MJ. Yes, that was
2: Michael Joseph.
3: Yeah, I heard somebody fire up in there on him, but that's MJ, and and he's right. See, here's the thing. You've got people that are going to look. I mean, some of us have done a little bit of studying, and, um, I mean, this ain't our first damn rodeo. And uh, uh, when you sing Old Danny Boy, you realize that that is an ancient song here, O Israel? That's what
4: that term is. They just reworded it. (laughs) <laughs> but um uh, man, we got a crew up in there tonight looks like
3: uh um, I I assume that Rocco straightened on out, I sure hope so. And um let's see, um uh, uh, MJ he must have straightened out. Uh, I, he sounded like he'd got plenty of uh whistle between his ears today. <laughs> And <laughs> I'm glad. And uh let's see uh ancient history they considered
4: twenty years back. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, it is for both raw family. Yeah. Uh, hello. Hello? Go oh, ahead, I hear somebody. It's that same
2: person trying to agitate.
3: Well, if they're going to keep it up, just block them off. I mean, it's that damn simple. That's what that damn switch is for. That's what I'm doing. uh, We want to help people, and we're interested in teaching the mind. And you can't teach the mind and gain the power of a God or open it up with all this damn sick bullshit rattling around between your ears and behind your eyeballs. You're so full of that crap that you cannot get that power to operate. And see, that was the whole damn deal, and uh, it's always been this way. That's why they do not use oh. scripture when they teach certain things in the uh, military, than oh. a, a remote uh, influencer and a remote controller, because of the simple fact that. Uh, uh, those people, if they knew that they had the power they were using the same power that's written in the I don't scripture, they
0: <laughs> could literally do really it liked. with the mind.
3: And, um, hey, Gary, let uh, the Gary, turn back to yourself. Gary, Michael, don't go it here. Here. let it turn back to you. Now, look at the mirror. Shama
4: mahatahim mahatahil awatahai shoh shahih hahi. Yep. Hello. You there, brother? MJ, we okay. What do you need, brother? Oh, I was just gonna recommend
1: that um moot the panel. I'd, I'd prefer to have the speaker just go ahead and deliver the message versus uh, having uh, people being able to uh, come in and, and uh, you know, cause uh, confusion. Uh, that's I just would, a suggestion. Y'all do what you want to do.
3: No, I was going to do that, that anyway, like but a I was
0: waiting.
3: Uh, and I by would, the way, do please. you have anything you want to throw on the burner than that, MJ?
1: Uh, well, I've actually been studying uh, Revelation um, and and also the book of Thomas. Uh, I made a unbelievable find. I, I would say that I I I peeked my head into uh, old bookstores, you yeah. know, and I'm always looking. I'll I'll go in there and I'll look to see, you know, what I can find in a in an old bookstore. And today I found the uh, a book. I got it for $3.95. It's the entire um, um, Nagamati uh, library, and uh, $3.95, I got it all. And, huh? you know, that's the kind of stuff that, like, for me, <clears throat> I'm just unwilling to, to live with having a digital copy. I want a hard copy on my library that, uh, you know, with you. my children I can look at one day, you know.
3: Can yep. I And then, and then I footnote them and cross representative them so that uh, if the children want to take and run or write books, that's why there's books I told Bea. I said, y'all look in here. If you ever find one that's got my foot in it, which basically is every book we've got. Um, and, God, we've got thousands of them. I mean, um, hell, I've got them stored in boxes in the barn. I've got them stored over in the sewing room and where Bea's place is. Uh, she does her little hobbies, and I got them in boxes in there, and then uh, I've got a pile over here in the floor outside the wall in uh, this computer room, and then I've got a shelf rack full of them, and there's more boxes uh, and shelves of books. Uh, we had them on the front porch. I think that's, what, uh, 8 or 10 feet uh, by 7 8-foot ceiling there, And uh, there were three complete rows of books, maybe four, Uh, one right behind the other. We just stacked them up because we had to move out and clear out the East Room, which is where the library had been. But there was so damn many books in there. We had no way to, you couldn't hardly get in there to anything. But I'm like you. I want hard copies of everything.
2: Brother, let me mute everybody and unmute you and Michael.
3: Yeah, well, let Mike run a little bit. Let's hear what he's got. He's, he's has some pretty good stuff, and uh, we'll take and run with that a little bit. And uh, I trust that our girl, uh, Pacholi, uh, she was blessed by her sister and got a nice free uh, trip to Canada. And uh, so she may make it with us tonight, and she may not. I see Rocco's in there, different ones, uh, uh, Truth Magnet, Truth Bug, Toucan, Lane man, um, North Carolina. We're at MJ, uh, South Carolina. I'm not quite sure who that is. That could be two or three different people. Um, and then, uh, uh, well, we got idiots in there. Harry, <laughs> I almost hate calling them that. Harry, six sixty six. And uh, anyway,
4: go ahead, MJ. Well, wait a oh, minute. Okay. Let me mute everybody first. Now y'all can go ahead. Uh, Okay. Um, Yeah,
1: I mean, one of the things that I, you know, I I would just, even though I don't like lending energy to people who come on and say things like, you know, kill all the Jews or whatever, I hate just, I mean, I just don't like to, generally, I just will just, you know, I won't lend them a, a bit of energy and I'll just move on, but You know, it just so happens that this week I was studying um, uh, uh, the book of Revelation, and and you can't help. I mean, if you study Revelation, you have to study Genesis at the same time because you can know the end from the beginning just by a careful study of uh, Genesis. I mean, pretty much uh, Revelation is a restatement of uh, Genesis. And uh, um, anyway... um, one of the things that you learn, if you want to take, a, take it from a literal perspective, even though, even from a literal perspective, it, you know,
4: you, you learn
1: that, you know, <clears throat> that these this couple, if you look at it as a man and a woman called Adam and Eve, um, that there was a third party, this interloper in their marriage, um, wow. and that Eve got pregnant by two different uh, men, and so, what you you can look at here is um, Adam fathered Abel, and um, the the one who is the Makash or the the shining one um, fathers um, Cain. Okay, and I, I mean I know I mean we like to talk about the mind and that's great, um, and because really uh, the 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 Book of Thomas tells us you know. Um, You know, Jesus, even in the secret book of James, is is telling them that more blessed is he who teaches Christ before he descended, you know. So, you know, I I like to teach it as, you know, aspects of our being, um, the serpent being the central nervous system, aspects of it, um, the woman being emotion, um, and being allured by a different spirit, you know, be it a politician or wherever, But nevertheless, Eve has twins, and we can read that, we can, we can find that in a careful reading of Genesis that says she continued in, in her childbirth, um, and so Cain and Abel are twins, all right? Twins, and they're aspects of, our, of every single one of us. Now, <clears throat> here's the thing, um, you know, not to commit adultery and to mix the literal in with the metaphysical of our psyche, but I think that uh, you know you really have to, if you're going to discuss seed lines in the earth, um, you know the Bible speaks of a particular seed line that's in the earth, um, and that's you know they it's labeled the sons of Cain, or the they're of the house of Rechab, or um many um, in the strongs they're called Kenites. Now. Um, <clears throat> Balaam prophesied of the Kenites, and but here's the thing. We can't we can't say that we are um like I see a lot of people claiming to be Christian or Jewish or how about I say it of the Judeo Christian religion and 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 yet they, they go on and on about kill the Jews, this, that and the other. It's just it's just Because, you know, Jesus said in the parable, I believe, of the tares, he said, Look, you know, there was a sower that came along and sowed the good seed and then, you know, there was another that came in and sowed bad seed in with the good seed and they and the zawan, um they go to the Greek you'll read zawan, the tear came up. And the thing about it is, if you know nothing about, you know, wheat, the zawan is a weed. Okay, it's a weed, but it looks just like the wheat until it comes time to harvest. And it'll blast, it'll it'll blacken, and it it yields no fruit, um, no harvest. And so, Jesus gave specific instruction. He said, "Do not try to uproot the tares."
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, I mean, I mean, he, I mean like so you can't say, you know, go in here and let's gas and kill all the Jews or whatever, which is absolute craziness. Now, the the thing that the tares do is they relate themselves. They took on the um the religion of Judaism it's not that they are of the physical lineage of Jacob Israel; they are not of that you know lineage um, nevertheless, um Eve is called the mother of all living because she births uh both the sons of Cain and the sons of um, of adam and and so we have that nature in our very self. As the sons of Cain are wholly carnal and the sons of Abel or Seth, the renewing of the promise are spiritual minded okay, and so we have what happens in our own being we see that uh, you know, carnality tends to win out a lot, (laughs) right, and St. Paul wrote it like, you know, the things that I want to do I don't do and you know, vice versa and so there's this constant, you know, struggle between, you know, uh, carnality wanting to, to rule the house, all right, because that's King Herod. King Herod, the king of the carnal mind, he, he seeks to have all the children two years of age and younger put to death in order to, to, to put to death Abel. It's an old story retold, repackaged in the New Testament with um, different names, but it's the same story of Cain killing Abel. Exactly the same story. So Abel um has a has a claim constantly before the throne in suit as his blood cries out from the ground because his blood was spilled on the ground and and see Cain is a tiller of the ground. In other words, he, he ekes out his own philosophies and his own doctrines based on his own five cents limited understanding of this reality. All right. So yep. Jesus called them sons of, of of their father, the devil. I mean, he pretty much nails it down. And if you look at the the, the parable of the sower, the word seed there in the Greek is not. I look at go check me out. The word seed is sperma. Okay, we're talking about children. He even goes as far as to say children. But let's let's in other words, let's be real careful here because. The book of Hebrews says, today, if you can hear his voice, and Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. So to uh, to know his voice is to understand the metaphysical language of which he speaks. In other words, the the words themselves say one thing, but they are symbolic of a meaning that that is what he means by they hear my voice. Um, so we we read a story about these two boys, um, <clears throat> but that story has a metaphysical meaning in terms of our own psyche. Um, but does that mean that that story does not play out in the earth? Well, of course it plays out in the earth. It's like you know if someone said today, "Well, Armageddon is between the ears," and I said, "Well, yes, it is." When you come to realize, you know that when. The God of the Old Testament, uh, he says, go in there and kill every man, woman, and child, so to speak. He's talking about those desires and those thoughts which are spotted. He said, get those and get them out of your get them out of your conscience. Kill them, put them to
3: death. Uh, yeah, but, can people, I can I break right there with you just a second? Uh, yeah. You made a statement a while ago they were called devils. If you look up that term "devil" in that particular verse. Uh, and carry it down to Luke, the 10th chapter, and look up the term devil there. And uh, they're subject to the disciples that were educated by the 13th aspect, standing for the enlightened mind that we call the Messiah teacher. If you'll look, he explained them as being unclean minds of men, going to 4151 Strong's Greek. And so in reality, that's going on with perfect uh, Harmony with what you're saying because of the simple fact that uh, when we don't follow the divine knowledge, then we literally are the devil. We're full of the unclean or unregenerated type of mind. Go ahead, please.
1: Yes, that's that's right, and and that's you know the 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 battle in the valley of the kings is a battle. Um, okay, let me put it to you like this right here. When you go to the book of Joshua and you go around. Um, chapter 12, you're going to find that there were 31 kings that were put to death.
4: Exactly
1: 31 kings were put to death. And it's very careful to, to name each one of these kings and put them in order. Now, <clears throat> names are not used lightly in... in it's, it's interesting. Words are not thrown around lightly in those scriptures. They are meted out with with, with unbelievable precision. And so... <clears throat> when they name a name of a king, then you need to go in there and you need to take a look at it, okay? So, so it turns out, if you do a careful reading of St. Paul's writings, you will find there's 31 natures in man's carnal self, and those 31 natures are referred to back in Joshua chapter 12 as those 31 kings, which are put to death. Okay? In, yeah, in but, uh, look
3: at the Look up also, to confirm what you're saying again, you know, the the, the Horebite and the Jebusite and the Perizzite and all the other ites, and sakes, if you'll look up their name uh, in the Strong's, every one of them literally means in its root, a fearful aspect or state of one's consciousness. And that's exactly what the thunder you're teaching right now. That is right on point. That's good. Yeah, exactly right.
1: So, so now you, you come back to, okay, let's go back to this guy who's talking about, about Armageddon. And I said, yeah, you're right. It's between the ears. It At it, it first, you know, those who can hear his voice, so to speak, they can hear the secret language. They understand the parables. In other words, they have eyes the to see and ears to hear. They can understand those parables. Well, once you have been granted understanding, you now have liability in regard to judgment. Okay. in other words, what are you gonna do with your understanding? You no longer can claim ignorance, you know because yeah. now you know so <clears throat> with understanding comes liability and so you you try to help other people if they ask, but if they don't ask, it's really hard to to help because you know man thinks he can open someone else's eyes, and I'm here to tell you it can't be done. I've tried for. Well over ten years, and it cannot be done. It, it, one man waters, another man plants, but God's the one who opens the eyes. The Holy Spirit comes along and touches <laughs> them, and and you can't you can't say that I can do that. Okay, that's correct. So, so what you do is you just continue to work the field and plant the seed. Um, but <clears throat> notice that that parable of the sower. It talked about how
0: <clears throat>
1: you know some you know initially. It fell on ground, and nothing came up. I mean, it was hard as a rock. Nothing came up. And in others, it fell in a place where there was thorns and weeds, and the worries of the world world um, soon choked it out, and nothing, you know. In other words, it. I mean, I guess some initially fell into ground where it was a little bit okay ground, but it didn't have enough root. Uh, so as soon as the hot sun came upon it, it dried it up, and it died. Okay, yeah. in other words, they were tested in their life. They gave it up. Someone made fun of them or tested them, and they said, oh, "I was is for me. And then Absolutely. the third, it fell into a place where there was the thorns and the weeds, and these things choked it out and didn't really give it a chance to even grow at all. But then there was a fourth that fell into a good field. And the good field, it, 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 it came up, it took root, and it produced fruit. Now, what you're looking at is a cross-section of a roadway. Okay, you're looking at the first one that fell, fell on the hard surface of stone, that's the road. The second one that fell, fell on the shoulder of the road. The third one that fell, fell in the ditch. And the fourth one that fell, fell in the farmer's field. You see? And what you're looking at also is not the location of where it fell, but a time sequence. There is a timing. There is a former rain and there is a latter rain, and you're looking at a time sequence and a dispensation of seed which is going to be granted and which is being granted. Okay, because uh, Joel chapter two says in those days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will begin to prophesy. Now, so there is a time sequence on uh, when the seed is is now um, the spirit opens up the eyes and the seed is liberally given, but here is the sacred trust. And even in St. Paul's day, some of the guys that rode with St. Paul could not take the sacred trust. They could not take this. They had it at first. They held it in trust. They kept the trust, but they they ended up going away from it because they couldn't do it. They could not teach the, the... In other words, people want so bad to sit here and explain all the parabolic meanings and make it to where... There is total understanding of what you've been granted. And, and granted, if you're in a, in a closed community, um, no problem. But you cannot go out there and throw um, the deeper level meanings out there before what the scripture calls swine or the carnal mind because the carnal mind will, in, will immediately seize on it and will immediately think to take these things, take them by the reins, hide them away, commercialize them, and, and this is what Jesus said. They could. They thought to take the kingdom of heaven by force. All right, This is the raping of Dinah, um, Jacob's daughter, by Shechem, the bending of the back. This is the spirit, the Holy Spirit being. See, the Holy Spirit is that one that's beaten by the side of the road in that, in that parable of the Good Samaritan. It's the Holy Spirit that got the crap beat out of her. And she's laying there beside the side of the road. And along comes the priest. He just looks and goes on his way. <laughs> All right. And so it. You know, the point is, is beaten and left for dead is about right. But we can see that, like in the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt. So the Word and Jesus. Okay, what happened to Jesus? He's put on trial and eventually put to death and then rose, okay? Well, what happened to the Word in the 4th, the 17th, and the 21st centuries? It has been put on trial, and books that were part of the canon were taken out of the canon as people sought to take out of God's Word and then tell you, okay, these books like Tobit and Wisdom and the Assumption of Moses and the books of Adam and Eve and, you know, on and on, like Ezra's, 1st, 2nd, Esdras. These are not part of your canon. Don't look there, people. Okay? But there's three things in the Ark of the Covenant. And there are two testaments in the Ark of the Covenant. There's the the Aaron's rod that budded and the, and the the two twin tables. But there's a third thing in that Ark, and there is a golden bowl full of manna. And that golden bowl is that which they have taken from you. They've took your birthright from you, and they've said, okay, we, we don't look here, okay? Don't go read these books. But the more that you study, the more that you can begin to hear that secret voice, okay, and the keys are returned to you, then you can read these books and you can say, aha, these books are written with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit because you can see how those keys, when applied to those books, like, like for instance, <laughs> the, the – um, the, the Apocalypse of, um, of James or the Secret Book of James or the, the Gospel of Thomas uh, or the Apocryphal of, of John, you know, you, you read these and you go, ah, well, these keys unlock that book. Okay, so now you're no longer there's no longer any power held over you. You are in, in no need of another man to teach you. This is what the, the, uh, the first epistle of John I believe chapter 2, starting around verse 27, says that once you receive this inner anointing, you are in need of no man to teach you at that point. So you you have those keys. My sheep hear my voice. That's what Jesus said. Okay, so just as we have this parable about how at a certain time the seed would be sown into the good field and that that wheat would come forth and yield much fruit, 30, 60, 100 fold. Hundred is always a number for the elect. When you read a hundred, you always have the election. All right, so um, we have this time frame of of seed being sown, but in in the interim, there is a there is a trial being held right now, and the trial is here. Here's the trust, and this is where some people gave it up. They couldn't continue to roll with Paul. The minds is being put on on trial will that which is of the devil okay let's be real careful about what we, we need to be just for a second just grant me some brevity and and, and I'm going to give the devil a person okay okay that which is of the devil is put on trial and the question is is will the devil seek to take it by force it's all being put on trial, and so it has to be those. This is the patience that's called of the saints, because they see it, they know it, they 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 know what's going on, but they allow it. It's allowed to happen. Um, um, not the, those that see cannot be fooled. The scriptures even says that that they cannot be fooled of of what's going on. Okay, but um, we continue to work the field and. You you can see that there is a mindset of carnality, which is, you know, the scriptures declare that, that there'd be a time when the sun would go dark and the moon would turn red. There, Where is love, the sun being love and the moon faith? You know, the sun is, appears to be going dark and all we see is a, um, a um, you know, me, me, me type of uh, um, reality and greed and lust, you know, and fear. Uh, <clears throat> so we see that faith, where is faith? You talk about nationality today or even being a part of society, and there is no more faith anymore it's you know and, and it's hard to have faith when people who are supposed to take in offices of trust abuse their office and um for their own gain i mean it's really hard to have faith um <clears throat> but uh that doesn't mean it has to be that way for you for for your life. Uh, for my life. I mean, you know, if somebody asked me did I have allegiance to a state or a society, I would tell you no, I don't. But I, I have allegiances to people um, and, and, um, and family. Um, and, and, you know, I, I I know you've probably heard before, Gary, this, um, this statement that blood is thicker than water. And I hate that statement. I really, I hate that <laughs> statement because there are some people in my family that, um, let me tell you, um, there's there's people that aren't members of my family who are righteous before me and that I would go 10,000 miles with them in, in the battle, back-to-back, yoked up, and I wouldn't go one mile. I wouldn't go 10 foot with certain people in my family. So the idea that you could get carte blanche <laughs> I have agree with that.
3: I can get that emotion. God
1: damn.
4: Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> you know. It's not true. But back to the, the idea that, um, you know, they, they, they draw the line of the sand. They talk about the Kenites. They get it from Revelation, and they get it from this concept of the synagogue of Satan. And they say, when Jesus says the, the Alpha and the Omega, the, the Aleph and the Tav, he says, um, I know who you are who say that ye are of the, um, the house of Judah, uh, but you do lie. And you are of the synagogue of Satan. Now, yeah, yeah. What did Jesus? That's Jesus talking, by the way. All right, because this is the the Amen, which is really interesting. He calls himself the Amen, but he's he I won't go into that. But he he uh, this is the Amen, the Alpha and the Omega talking, um, as related to John. Okay, and in, in Thomas, he tells us in the book of Thomas, he tells us that the spirit of prophecy was cut off in John. Okay, and so you know. Uh, in other words, the the spiritual meaning of John the Baptist losing his head is the cutting off of the spirit of prophecy, and um, and here we have now another one named John who gets um, who gets the the spirit of prophecy returned to, delivered to him by by the Amen, and so John is clearly in other words. I believe it's in the secret book of James where Jesus is speaking and he tells them, he says, you are unto me as a parable within a parable, okay? Yeah. And so when you look at Peter, Peter symbolizes the uh, Judeo-Christian church, okay? John symbolizes, excuse me, uh, Peter symbolizes the Christian church. James symbolizes the um, Jewish church. And John is a symbol for the elect, okay? Okay. Um, you have in in Judaism, you have the male. You have the uh, the caprice. In Christianity, you have the Smyrna fig, and in in so, and in um, the elect, you have the common fig, which does not need the little wasp to fly back and forth to germinate. It. The common fig is self-germinated. It's in no need uh, of external germination because it has that inner anointing. And there's in no need for anyone to teach him. All right. So John is the elect, and John always defers to Peter. He never, ever, like when they w- were running to the to the grave to see Jesus had arisen. Uh, John beats Peter to the grave, but John stopped and waited for Peter and let Peter go first. Yeah. John is always he uh, he understands already. Um, and Peter can't understand John. Peter, um, uh, in other words, Peter being crucified is Peter's understanding that he's going to grow old and he's going to fall away. He's going to become spiritually dead. John can't become spiritually dead. Um, Peter does become spiritually dead, which is the, which is the modern church, the Laodicean church. And, and it is Onesimus, uh, Titus, Timothy, Uh, These are John that are returning, that St. Paul sends. That's why St. Paul calls himself Paul the Aged, because he sends these across time to a spiritually dead church who now come to that spiritually dead church with that voice, with the understanding of those keys, which they were granted understanding by the Holy Spirit. Because how could they have come from man? Because man is basically followed into a state of uh, spiritual degradation. So the understanding is granted of God. So then he who is of the synagogue of Satan, okay, is one that has fallen into a spiritual dead state, okay, and is undertaking in the scriptures from a literalistic perspective, um, observing times, days, and seasons and not realizing that these aspects are daily individual aspects of every single choice that we will make. So when we get to the Feast of Tabernacles, God tabernacling with man, well, you ha- you either have rest in, in Yehoshua 24-7 or you don't. Yeah. I mean, you, you you know, if you say, well, I'm going to go out and sleep in a tent for seven days, <laughs> I mean, go do that. But all you're going to do is be cold, okay? You're going to be cold
3: in your tent, but you're going to be, you know. Let me interject right here because this is really good what you're saying. It's kind of like, see, the jubilee, okay? Normally, when we think of the jubilee, we think of peace, mercy, release, and restoration of physical lands. Well, let's carry that up to the next level, to the spiritual mental man and uh, the divine man operating. And now what happens? We're at the date, and we've declared. We've declared in the physical, and the reason we are declaring in the physical, because it's already in the spiritual mental. And we're declaring the Jubilee because we're returning to the land of the fullness of the gifts of all of the codons being turned on, all of the DNA markers and the chromosome genetic structure being fired up and turned on, and now the divine powers being returned, renewed, and restored in us right here, right now. Hell, it's a whole lot more than a Brexit.
1: And that's what Jesus exactly that's what the land is. He says in those days in another place he says, No longer will your land be called desolate, but your land will be called Beulah. It'll be called you know, married and beautiful. Beulah being married. I mean and then Jesus later says that he, he encrypts it, he says, A house divided cannot cannot stand. So, you know, when you have this internal schism and then in another place in the old testament it says it says you know, blessed are those uh, they'll, they'll be called the restorer of the breach who who preach these things, who bring these keys back. They'll be called the restorer of the breach, the 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 renewing of the old way. You know,
3: absolutely, and, absolutely. You know, absolutely, hallelujah, man, that's on it right there.
1: This <laughs> is how beautiful. Are,
3: how beautiful are the feet?
1: The feet always represent the place where you touch the earth. And, therefore, the, the feet understanding. represents the feet understanding. Is
3: understanding. understanding.
1: That's why he said, Peter, I've got to wash your feet if you're going to yes. have any part with me. So how beautiful are the feet of him who preaches the gospel of peace and not the gospel of we're going to kill you if you don't get with our crowd. Okay, That's it. That's it. Okay,
0: can't now, can't that's not the gospel anyway. Anyway.
3: They can't come where we are anyway. It don't make no damn difference how many armies they get. They cannot come near and have what we have until they get that damn crap out of their mind and heart and change. Yes that's right. Or I agree, with you. God damn, that is
1: good. Well, I mean that's the, that's how you can look. Now, people will say, "Well, they in their in their in their um, how shall I say it? Their uh, confusion." They'll talk about inversions and they'll say, "Well, that's a Luciferian inversion or something like that." and I'm going to tell you okay if you read the scriptures carefully you'll find in many cases the scripture is written in in patterns and, and you can't see these patterns until you start to lay out the verses and and in other words you might see uh uh six verses laid out and you might say a b and c or the first three verses but then um let's say it's seven verses a b c and then you get to the bottom and d but then as you go E, F, G, you come back up. It's written in a V. In other words, you know, you have a V inversion, how A refers to G and B to F, and, and you start to see, okay, hold on a minute. If you study carefully uh, Genesis and Revelation, you're going to find that, like, for instance, off the top of my head because it's off in my head. Um, Noah, who is you, Noah is you, the listener. And Noah's Ark is your conscience, okay? And and the rain and the flood is the tribulation that you're going to experience in this life. I don't care how well off you were born with a silver spoon or whatever. You're going to have tribulation, okay? And, and when the story is about, look, when the tribulation comes, if you hadn't built your Ark, then the storm's going to going to wash you away, okay? So the story about it is, is building that Ark, okay? And he said, take the two in. Take the twos in. Take them in by twos. Take them in by sevens. Take everything that's unclean in by two. Take everything that's clean in by sevens. So, so your unclean things are your desires, your your carnal, uh, your your fears, your your uh, your lusts, your your desires, and then the clean desires um, take those in by sevens. The clean thoughts bring them in by sevens. So bring it all in the ark. Every bit of you. Bring it with you because this is the what the preachers will tell you. Like like Billy Graham would say, "Come as you are," and that's what he was saying. You come into the ark just how you are. Don't think that you have to, you know, you have to do certain things before you can come into this ark. You know, no. And you come into that ark, and and you come with everything. And, and, and you're going to have waters that are going to rage upon the face of the earth. Well, the earth, again, is where your feet touch. So when the waters rage upon the face of the earth, it is a um, – what happened to the face of the earth when the flood happened in Noah's Ark? That All that was on the earth was destroyed. It's another way of saying in another place in the book of Amos as they record this great earthquake as the entire earth was shaken – and when the, it, it, what it's being coded for is when the earth gets shaken, or when the flood comes upon the face of the earth, the earthly understandings, the earthly philosophies, the, the, the doctrines of the five senses, limited mind are shaken out of place. Because, and, and what will happen when John brings, <clears throat> the small people brings, um, in the book of Daniel, by the way, the small people, they're called the ships the Ships of Chittim, C-H-I-T-T-I-M, Chittim. And and the, the reason why they're called the Ships of Chittim is because these, uh, the word Chittim, it, it, it translates bruisers, okay, because these are the bruisers, the thorns in the side of those who would be of the house of the synagogue of Satan that, that, that understand these things but seek to take the kingdom by force and keep the people in a ignorant, a limited state of being. Okay, as slaves, they hold the people as slaves. Okay, citizen, okay. citizen slave means the same thing. All right. So, um, <clears> this <throat> interesting chittim is a thorn bush. And if you've uh, ever seen a Chittum, uh, uh bush tree, you you would know what I'm talking about. These thorns are like two and a half inches long. I mean, this is a thorn thorn. Okay. Yeah, that's also called an
3: acacia. An acacia acacia
1: tree. tree. Yes. And this is why, you know, St. Paul, he even argues about taking the thorn from his side. Okay, Um, please remove the thorn from my side. And, and, And then the response from the Lord is, my grace is sufficient unto thee. In other words, what you have to do is those who get emotionally swept away um, when they read these stories and they, 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 get, they get to thinking it's us, us versus them, it, it's the good guys versus the Kenites. Let's kill all the Kenites. Okay, let's get rid of them now. Well, see, that, <laughs> this is why Jesus spoke in parables. And, and he was asked, he said, how come you speak in parables? He said, well, it's not giving it's not given to the carnal or lower self to to um to know these things okay it's only given to the inner circle the higher mind as governed by in other words look at jesus look carefully now jesus jesus's ministry initially what did he say when he was asked about his ministry he said woman i did not come but unto the lost tribes of israel okay and he and she says to him she says, Yes, but sir, but even the dogs eat the scraps from the children's table. All right. And and so his ministry is a soul, it's a corporation soul to the twelve in which he ministers unto. Okay, and and, and look carefully now, if you start to see Jesus as the divine mind operating in the higher mind, the twelve aspects of your higher mind, and you be interested to know that there's 12 cranial nerves that that support the brain, and you'll also be interested to know to tie this back to the 31 carnal kings that must be put to death. There are 31 pairs of nerves which go from your coccyx to your atlas, up your spinal cord. 31 pairs of nerves. This is why the serpent in the midst of the garden is central nervous system. Yeah. And so uh. you know, and and by the way, I'm sure that even this teaching is probably not even you know considered um, even probably the the sixth to it, it, certainly it's not to the seventh rung. The twelve rungs being on Jacob's ladder. I don't believe I'm on the seventh rung yet, even with this teaching. But um, uh, in other words, I don't believe that this is a, it, back in the garden teaching. I think this is still outside of the garden. Uh, type of teaching, but um, and then of course there's even a higher understanding as you cro- cross over the crystal sea and you come to a face to face. But the point is, is to to understand the scriptures with your feet on the ground. This is akin to the dust on your sandals. The dust is the is the is the is the, the false doctrine. Um, the false the poison in the scriptures is called the poison of ass, okay, that, that collects on our sandals as we walk through this life. And, and what was the commandment to the apostle? It said, look, if you're not received, shake the dust off your feet and move on. And this is why Jesus has to wash Peter's feet because Peter, again, is who? Peter is the church. Peter is the Christian church, Okay. And, and you know, notice, uh, too, that, <clears throat> let's be real c- clear here, because this key of understanding has to be, you've got to solidify this. If you're going to understand much of the Scripture, you have to understand it. There is a physical manifestation of Jesus, and then there is the Christ. Okay, now the Christ proceeds, in other words, he says, and I believe, um, the secret book of James is, Blessed is he who teaches the Christ before he uh, descended. Okay, so we have Christ Jesus, which is spirit, which is couched and representative of material. In other words, he says in another place in an an apocryphal book, uh, it might be a pseudepigraphal book, know what's before your eyes, and in other words, these things that you can see with your eyes are symbolic of spiritual matters, okay? And, and so know what's before your eyes, and you can, you can see past the material and look into the spirit. Well, it notice the name that Jesus gives um, um, Simon. Uh, he, was, he was Simon Peter, right? Um, notice the name. He renames him. He calls him um, once. He says, who do men say that I am? And they go on and on, and they say, wait, well, Jeremiah, you know, maybe you're John the Baptist, you know, reincarnated, I don't know. Um, and Peter steps up and says, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, and then Jesus turns on him and says, flesh and blood did not give this to you. You did not get that from a literal understanding of scriptures, Peter. In other words, quit thinking about this as a conversation between two men on the side of the road. And start to think about this as who is Jesus? He's the word. And who are you? You're one reading the word, and he's telling you, you cannot get this from a literal understanding of the scriptures. Flesh and blood, uh, literalism, cannot give that to you. He says to Peter, um, that was given of you, of the father. And so we have a testament. In other words, let's go back here real quick, quick tangent. David picks up these <laughs> smooth stones. He takes one stone, he hits Goliath square between the eyes, and it kills him. Who is Goliath? Goliath has six fingers, six toes. Goliath is this age. Goliath is this age, and David, my beloved, picks up this this stone, the testament, all of it, not just some of it, all of it, the three Testaments. He has the testament of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He has all three, the old, the new, and and the Father's Testament, which, by the way, has been hidden. That's why it's called apocryphal. Apocryphal just means secret. Okay, and it's been hidden. He picks him up and he hits the he hits the giant between his eyes and his head, and it kills the giant. So, but um,
3: also MJ at that particular point, if the people can reference the fact that it's the five lords of the Philistines. Philistines are symbolic of those that rule, think, and act by their five sense reasoning. Five lords is affirming it, and that's why David picked up five smooth stones, the stones of understanding that had been changed and altered and applied by the knowledge of the true law, and that's why the Goliath, no matter how big he was, could not prevail, even with the six toes and six, uh fingers on either hand because uh, those aspects could not prevail against that divine state of mind. And he
0: refused the
3: weaponry of Saul. Saul was the Benjamite king, the first in Israel, with 12 faculties of thought, because that's the number of, uh, of Benjamin. And Saul was trying to supply David, David, my beloved, with physical armor. But David refused. And he was a stripling lad. Look, he wasn't some little twelve-year-old dude. That dude was nineteen, twenty. That was a big son of a gun. I mean, he was as big as Saul. But yes, sirree, you're exactly correct about that with Goliath. Yeah. So David is my beloved. David
1: is is the Old Testament Jesus Christ. When you read yeah, David, you are reading
3: Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, it would you be the have... same scenario. It's it's revealed to us to this divine higher state of mind. ...in operation through us. That's really the story. It's the same story. It's always been there.
1: That's right. It's always there. It's just, like, for instance, uh, David ruled for 40 and a half uh, years. If you look at um, where we are in the Jubilee count from Christ, from Jesus, we are 40 and, a half, 40 and a half Jubilees from from Jesus. Okay, it's really amazing. And and David ruled 40 and a half years in, in, in his rule. In other words, what it's showing you here is David is um, he is um, he is the archetype of of Christ, just like Joseph was an archetype of Jesus. David is an archetype of of, um, of that's why he's called my beloved, a man after God's own heart is my beloved. All right, so um, again, he, he picks up David picks up these um, these stones. And or just one stone and he, he hurls it at the giant, hits the giant in the head, the giant is, um, you can look at a giant as anything. I look at it as this age, overcoming this age, because in the book of Revelation it says, he who overcomes as I overcame, will I give the right to sit in my throne with me and be a vassal king. In other words, he's called the king of kings. And he who overcomes as I overcame will sit in the mercy seat. Okay? Okay. Um, <clears throat> this is where the um, those who sit and who have taken the kingdom of God by force, they sit in the mercy seat as the kings and queens of the earth. Their claim is in God. Okay. Um, unfortunately, um, <clears throat> well, I'm not going to pass judgment, but I but I'll say that um, just like Michael didn't harold and didn't have a railing accusation against Satan when they were arguing over where the bones of Moses, type of thing, right? Um, now, I don't hold that on a physical. Level, but but you can you can get down with the metaphysical saying. Look, I'm not going to cast accusations against those who sit in high in high seats of authority in, in the stage. They answer to God; they don't answer to me. All right. So, just like any other man. All right. So, um, uh, but again, back to this idea of us versus them. Okay, <clears throat> no. Okay, These are aspects. As long as we keep externalizing us versus them, then we've given somebody else power over us. And how about we say it like this? As long as I externalize us, me versus them, then I've given them the power over me. Okay? <clears throat> no. No. When I begin to hear the voice. When I can hear his voice, just like in Hebrews, it says today, today, if when you can hear, uh, if you can hear his voice, okay, just like, you know, what was it in K-Barnier? He said, get up and go, but they said, oh, we're not sure, you know, there's giants there and all, and um, we just are not quite sure, and then finally he said, all right, that's it. You waited one day too late, and you're not going in, okay, so... Um, it's a don't provoke them. In other words, if you can hear the voice, you know, and you have understanding, act on that understanding, okay? And um, there are no giants in this world to you. And, and you know, just, just for a second, if you'll have some brevity of just, uh, um, just uh, providing a quick testimony, um, <clears throat> when I came to this understanding years ago, I realized, who is the IRS standing before me? It's nothing. It's nothing. Who is this one who uh, stands before the rubber bell? I was born into confusion. I am the rubber bell. But when I began to hear the voice, when the Father began to work through the Holy Spirit in my life, um, and I began to hear the voice, and I was given understanding, who is this giant that stands before me? Nothing. Nothing. And And so I said, okay, it's nothing. I'm going to go down in the valley, and we're going to see what we're going to see. And I found out it's nothing. It's nothing. And and you know, uh, it really is a um, <clears throat> a paradigm um, shift in um, in thought, okay? Because um, <clears throat> remember, we're told we're not to have um, that that these are like um, spots in our love feast. Well, what are these, okay? If we if we try to say, well, these are people and these are, you know, certain a certain race of people on the earth, well, now it just created division. And, and, and I'll get back to that, but what about these as being um, doctrines and philosophies, false doctrines and false philosophies which have grown up over and out of a church which is spiritually dead? Well, now, who is the spiritually dead church? Is this not Lazarus? Lazarus is the Greek form of Eleazar, and Eleazar is the son of Aaron, the priest, and Lazarus has fallen dead, and here comes the one after the order of Melchizedek, the order of Melchizedek, because Obadiah tells us that saviors, plural, will ascend the Mount Zion, okay, so after the order of Melchizedek comes up and and, and brings Lazarus up from the dead. How did he bring Lazarus up from the dead? He spoke to him. He yeah. spoke to him. He breathed into his nostrils, and he breathed life. Well, how did he breathe life into him? He spoke the word to him. He spoke the word. This is uh, this is Ezekiel, um, the valley of the dry bones, being asked, Hey, Ezekiel, what do you think? Can these bones live? Ezekiel says, well, I don't know. It's right. you know. I don't know. And uh, he says, uh, prophesying to them, you know, and and so this is uh, St. Paul and the boy sitting up on the second floor. The boy was on the second floor. He had arisen from a carnal state into a spiritual state, and he fell. And, and St. Paul, you know, it, emotionally, if you get caught up in the story, St. Paul goes late one night. You know, they're at midnight. They've been talking for about five, six hours, something like that. The boy falls asleep and falls out. Okay, come on. You know what? What a crazy story to put in the Bible. You know, but you know when you when you start to look at it like this boy had attained to a spiritual state of being and had come alive and had fallen back into a carnal state of understanding. This boy is now dead in Christ Jesus. Okay, and so what does Saint Paul do? He goes back and, and breathes into him and he breathes life into him and brings him back to life.
0: Yeah, can these
1: bones live? Thou knowest, but what is given to those who have the keys it is given to prophesy unto those dry bones all right, so man cannot himself give the increase it's man's duty to to do the work to sow the seed, all right, but you got to ask yourself the other question: how did the seed come to be in man? In other words, look at Mary, let's go look at Mary, Mary is the woman who birthed the virgin, um, Jesus. So she was the virgin, and she birthed Jesus. Okay, now look, hold on a minute now. <clears throat> You're Mary. Yeah. And I, let me elaborate. I'm Mary. Well,
3: because this,
1: that's yes,
3: we, we are, because we're both aspects. We've got to be. If we didn't, we couldn't create a damn thing. That's right, because what we have
1: here is the Holy Spirit. The, the, we've got to read the, read the story carefully now. The Holy Spirit came, came upon Mary, and the power of the Most High overshadowed, so the Holy Spirit being the feminine nature, because Jesus told Nicodemus you must be reborn or born from the Spirit above, that, that no man ever gave birth. So the Holy Spirit, ruach is even a feminine noun, okay, in the Hebrew. Uh, comforter in the Greek is also uh, feminine now because it's referring to the feminine nature, El Shaddai or wisdom, the wife yep. of, of Yahweh. And then the power of the Most High is Yahweh. The 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 male, masculine nature. Okay, and the union of the uh, the sperm given to Vavhe and the egg of the Holy Spirit produces the zygote, which is placed in the stomach of Mary, and the stomach being remember the uh, foods for the belly. In other words, the, the health laws don't eat certain things. It's probably not what you put in your mind.
0: So yeah, or the womb. The
3: wound would be the same term in synonym, uh, stomach, and uh, or uh, you know lower region stomach uh, referring to the uterus there. Whereas the womb uterus of the mind would be like the superconscious mind. Uh, and you have to go through, let's say, the operation within the subconscious to get there. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's the same story. Uh, it's just being told in so many different ways and perspectives. And regardless of what culture we're in, if we understand the meaning of their teachings, it's going to be the same as ours. It's just that we're not saying the we, the there, the thou, the therefore. I mean, you understand? Go ahead. Yeah, yes, sir. I understand, and and that's the great thing is that when you
1: start to see that Mary was a surrogate, okay, that the seed was placed in Mary, and therefore you look at your own life and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're honest with yourself and say, where did these ideas come from, okay? But how did I made. stumble? How did I stumble upon these doctrines which are so contrary to the modern church? How, where did these things come from? You, you can't if you're honest with yourself, you you can't say that, oh, yeah, I, I'm I the big man who just came up with all this because I'm so
0: smart. <laughs>
3: Come on. All right, yeah, you're a, Mary. A, 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 another thing right here. See, when you're listening to Mary, the middle subconscious mind or the superconscious mind, you're listening to, okay, we use the term Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, and really means right mind uh or the correct aspect as we listen. But, you see, when we listen to her, we hear that divine voice, We are now technically called an anarchist because we're being led and divined and guided and directed by the inner self. We're not listening to the external men and governments no more. We have the true government. Oh, now they they scared the crap out of that. You could call it ISIS. You could call it Asherah. You could call it anything. Um, uh, A temple is called an Asherah in India. And it's really referring to the temple of your mind-brain-body connection. And, um, I mean, Golgotha, the three skulls, outer court, middle court, most outer court. So we could take father, son, holy ghost. We're talking yes. about the same thing. It's the operation of, uh, of the mind and the brain as it operates in and through us. The scriptures are just teaching us the various aspects of how to access this information.
4: Yes.
1: Yes, and, and I would just further go on to say that um if you want a proof of what you just said in the scriptures, well let's look no further than um than Saul before he converted to Paul. Saul was a Pharisee Pharisee, okay, and he was he was undertaking on behalf of the established church. Okay, and and what was his mission? He had papers, he had warrants. He had a warrant from a lawful judge to go and stamp out this um, esoteric Christianity. Yes. He was going to stamp it out. He's going to do what he had to do. Now, St. Paul was clearly a mystic. Clearly, St. Paul is a mystic. Okay? Now, how people don't see that is beyond me. But St. Paul is a mystic. All right? And St. Paul says... To, uh, I, I, listen, St. Paul says... Now, is he leading a doomsday suicide cult when he says... We know to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. We are confident, and yet we are willing to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And then he, he says later, I die daily. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, and he ain't talking about drinking some Kool-Aid and dying so he can go be with the Lord.
2: He's talking yeah. about
1: leaving this carnal state and, and rising into a state of a higher, higher mind state where he can go and be present with the Lord. Okay.
0: Yeah, he, and... had to, he
3: had he had to ascend from the conscious outer court to the middle court and go beyond that veil into that divine inner sanctum where he communed with the Shekinah, the Holy Ghost, the Right Spirit within himself. And boy, when he was at that realm, that's when he was communing with the apple, with the love, with the wife of the Creator aspect. Because man, he said, I possessed her from the beginning. And see, so that's what we're having to do. We're having to learn to reconcile and come back to the true wife, the true higher aspect of the self. Then we got power.
1: There's a, there's a song that Bob Dylan sings, and there's a video you can catch on YouTube. It's called something like "What's a woman like you doing in a place in a dump?" What's a woman like you doing in a dump like this?
0: <laughs> and and he he
1: he talks about how he'd forgotten what it was like to kiss her lips, you know, and and, uh, and and so that reminds me about what you just said. But then back to Saul and Paul. Saul had the authority to stamp out this new um, way. As far as Saul is was it, understood, was understanding. is it that is
3: that, that government and law enforcement today? Isn't yes. that why they use armies to go in and destroy other cultures and other beliefs that will not submit to the World Bank system? Isn't that what yes. they're doing?
1: Oh, it's absolutely what they're doing. And you say, well, they're not they're – not, it's all commercial. We're not working in religion. Let me tell you something. Philosophies and doctrines and religions, these things, there is no separation. It manifests itself. In what is perceived to be outside of religion, as in terms of commercial, but but there is no commerce outside of a certain uh, set of understandings and beliefs, which you call religion. Okay, and and yeah. this is why this is why John is put in exile. Notice that the elect John is sitting at the Isle of Patmos. The church has excommunicated him, and in John's day, in his very day, this dude that he names. Uh, Diotrephes, he says. Diotrephes seeks the preeminence. He loves to put on the robe and set himself up and say the lofty prayers. Oh, look at me! I'm Diotrephes. He wants the preeminence of his office. Okay, but John, the guy who knows the truth, is exiled. Is placed in excommunication. This is the killing of those that knew. They had to be killed. This is this is Saul that's going out there and killing literally. Saul is holding the, jet, the coat of, uh, of one while they throw stones at Stephen, okay, and kill him. Okay, Stephen is that group of people uh, that was early on at, in the early church that those who sought to take the kingdom by force, they had to kill them all. Okay, you might, if you know the history a little bit, then uh, I won't go in there, but there was the, the people that knew had to be getting rid of. They had to get rid of them. In order for them to bring on a literalistic, um, <clears throat> uh, fleshly
3: understanding
1: of these scriptures, so they would Yeah, they, now
3: they, they, they cannot I mean, have an anarchist, and they, uh, in the sense that they cannot have one that has the knowledge of sight and can see for his or herself, just like King Saul had all the witches killed off. In reality, it was somebody that had everybody killed that was a wise one that could see with the gift of sight, and finally they had to find one that still had the ability. And see, that's the same scenario with Saul and Paul. And Paul, that in the New Testament, you're referred to. This same story is repetitive over and over and over.
1: Uh, yes, that's right. And, and you know... Uh, someone just put in there into the chat chat room um, uh, the song that Bob Dylan wrote called "A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall," and and I would just um, challenge those that um, go back and look at those lyrics in that particular song, and and you know he says, I mean, he's he's talking about this age. He says, "I walked." He says I've walked and I crawled on six crooked highways. <laughs> I've stepped in the middle of seven sad forests, you know. And and yep. you know, he talked and, and listen to this listen to this and lyric and see if you can't hear the the Revelation chapter twelve, as the woman, the Holy Spirit, is pained to give birth to the to the man child, okay, and and it says the dragon was ready at her uh at her, to devour the child, and he says here, I saw a newborn baby with wolves all around it, you know, and, <laughs> I mean, people, uh, it's it's hilarious to me that they say that, like, in the, the middle 80s, you know, um, Bob Dylan came around, and he, they they put him with this kick-ass band, and he, he created this, um, this CD called Slow Train Coming,
0: and people yeah.
1: said, Bob Dylan has been converted to Christianity. <laughs> like, have you l- even heard Bob Dylan? I mean you know, yeah, yeah. have you even heard a lick of it? I mean, his stuff in the sixties was so powerful, man. I mean he was he was singing about Christ. He was singing about the Christ level of understanding and nobody could hear it. You know. All along the watchtower two riders were approaching and the wind began to howl. I mean, there's your old New Testament, here comes the Holy Spirit, baby, you know. And, and no one could hear him, you know, and, and and they come along in the '80s and he he, he they they put him in "Slept," which was a great album. Don't get me wrong, but they're like, "Hey, Bob Dylan's been converted." <laughs> I'm like, oh geez, okay, you know, it's like Bob Marley, you know. Yeah, he's that's it, right, man. I was just thinking about old Bob, man.
3: You know, I'm telling you, he was literally a prophet to the world. And people yeah. didn't hear it, and hell, he was salt and pepper.
1: Man, they said. They said. I can't remember in in, in my uh, youth, people said to me, "Well, he's worshiping a different god. He's he's singing to someone called Jah." And I, <laughs> and, and and then later in life, you know, uh, in my late thirties, I realized Jah is just the anglicized form of Yah. Y-A-H. That's it. just, you know, fifty <laughs> eight
3: four. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> I see, but this is what the, they they give bad connotations, or they'll put a reverse spin on an idea. It's kind of like when, when I named Jacob uh, Al, he was trying to press me to give him a, an Indian name. And uh, he wasn't about five or so, maybe six. And I looked at him, I said, well, I said, you're pressing me awful sore, son. I mm. said, now, I could rush things up and give you an Indian name, I said, but... Uh, uh, what do you think about two parts and wind?
0: <laughs> he looked
3: at me. He says, "Oh no, no, no! Oh no, no, no! I can't have that." He said, uh, "You take it. You take your time and think about it." So uh, when I did, I, I finally I called him about two weeks and I said, "How about the name Spotty owl And I explained to him uh, what it was. Well, it wasn't long because his dad was so against anything that came of truth. He The only thing he could pick up, he said, well, he's a cunning old bird. And he Mm -hmm. said it as if he was just a a bad derogatory bird. And, boy, he was just upset and yanked big time. And so I went through and explained the story. Hell, I've thought about it in the past. I'm not going to go through it now. But when I explained it, that he had a quick, sharp, astute, a very powerful mind, Mm -hmm. and that he could be places that, they couldn't see and they couldn't know because he could fly on wings that couldn't be heard. Oh, hell, man, all of a sudden, I turned that dog around and made him hunt right. And he was with it from then on. But that is literally his nature. And so that's what you're, you're really doing. You're teaching these people. You're telling them right now how to wake up and find this inner self. We can't give it to those that are without because, hell, they don't have any comprehension of this knowledge. And, as you said, until it wakes up and who taught you this? Only the Father of our own could teach you this the divine aspect's the only thing that could rule reveal this to us that's that's the thing
1: that that's exactly it. So Jesus actually gives us an understanding of the keys of Christ Jesus, and Jesus Christ because he he says um." Hey, Peter, uh, this didn't come to you from flesh and blood. You, you, you've read the scriptures. In other words, look at the church. I mean, man, they can quote the scriptures too. They can mock you with the scriptures. You know, um, boy, they can quote the scriptures, man. But do they have an understanding of the light behind the symbol? And, 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 and you say, well, oh, God, Mike, you're sounding like you're a mason now with all this light stuff. Well, what is the, the third verse of your Bible? And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Oh, no, brother, that's when he's creating all the stuff. I said, oh, really? Well, hold on a minute. What day did he create the sun and the moon? See if you can square that with your um, with your Bible. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, come on now. I-, I challenge anybody out there, and they say, well, what day did he create the sun and the moon? Well, I mean, there was light I mean, long before the sun and the moon, so what's he talking about? Okay, so, um, you know, stars give light. Sun gives light, moon gives light. That well, was light, you know, right about in verse three. Say, so what about this sun and the moon? You know, and and then you know when you start to realize that Genesis is not the first verse of the Bible. Genesis chapter one is not. You know, this is not the first creation. Genesis chapter one is the recreation. Okay, you're gonna get down there to verse 2728 he's he's You're gonna say, "Go forth and re-establish." um you know re-inhabit okay you're supposed to you know replenish the earth well replenish does it say replenish it does say replenish replenish i thought that this was a creation and we're just supposed to go ahead and live on it no 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 hold on a minute That, that that doesn't square with jeremiah 4 very well and uh then you start to see. oh, there was a time when there was a great flood and all of the earthly understandings were literally wiped away and there was a reset and the spirit brooded over the faces of the deep and then there was a total reset. Right? And then having that understanding of different ages and different times and different beings gives one you know, power because now you can't be held in dogmatic rule that This earth is 6,000 years old. That's bullshit. This earth is, you know, billions, you know, millions, billions of years old. I don't know. It's older than 6,000. And even your Bible declares that for those that study. And you can even get that from a King James for those who study because clearly Noah's flood did not reach into the heavens. It was on the face of the earth. All right, And Jeremiah 4 is going to square that for you somewhere around verse 22. All right, and then go to uh, um, what is it? Isaiah 18. Uh, I think right on surface, verse first 15, and said, "I did not create the earth to uh, to be void and without form. I, incre- I created the earth to be inhabited." And but what do you get there in verse two in Genesis? The earth was void and without form. So he said, "I created the earth to be inhabited. It was not created to be void and without form." So what do we have here, either Genesis chapter 1 is not the creation story or the Bible has now, uh, uh, um, um, how do we say, annulled itself. Okay, And it's not the way, it's not the truth. A deeper study will show you that Genesis 1 is God working in each one of our lives to transform us from a natural ruddy state, that of our first estate being natural and carnal, to a spiritual state, which is, you know, a what you call the higher mind, and then eventually coming to the celestial state, which is the um, the a state of perfection,
0: which is to
1: be completely in the likeness of God or to be in the likeness of Christ. All right? So I say, well, well, no man can obtain to the likeness of Christ, but that's not what the Bible says. Bible says that's what we're supposed to do. And, you know, it even goes on further to say, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who did not count it robbery
3: to be thought equal with God. So if you don't back claim the, those abilities, you can't have them. If you don't claim those abilities, those divine gift abilities, the aspects and attributes of the living God in operation on this that time, plane, uh, space, uh, dimensional uh, 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 aspect, you cannot have them. It is that
4: damn simple.
3: Well, I mean, it's
1: interesting because if you talk to those, and this is really kind of interesting as it talks about this, this this other people, because clearly when, when um, Jesus went up on the Mount of Transfiguration, he brought with him John, John of the elect, and he brought with him Peter, and he brought with him James. That is yep. the elect, the Jewish church, and the Christian church. Jesus That's brings just, them just all three. three. That's it.
3: The now, three aspects of the key, though. There you go. So, so, and
1: then three appear on the Mount Transfiguration. You have Elijah, you have Moses, and you have Jesus Transfigured, Transfigured. Now, Peter clearly uh, relates to uh, Transfigured Jesus. Uh, um James relates to Moses and John relates to Elijah, a people to come. The spirit Elijah the prophet has the spirit of prophecy, which is why um um the amen appears to John in, in, in his in the wilderness. He's in exile. This is this is why in Revelation twelve, connect this together again, is that he would take the woman, which is every one of us, we are married, okay. He takes the woman and he takes her away from the um, um, from the face of the serpent, remember the serpent from the Garden of Eden. He takes her away from the face of the serpent, the dragon and and he takes her into the wilderness where he then feeds her uh, by his own mouth in other words
3: you, you you're not relying
1: on some other man to tell you just how it is. No no, no, flesh and blood didn't give this to you, Peter. It was given to you by um, by the Father, okay, by Christ, okay. So we have we have Jesus making a distinction between, okay, let's let's not think of Jesus as a as a physical being here. We have who is Jesus? Jesus is the Word, and we have the Word making a distinction between that which is literal, as in Jesus, his fleshly physical um, manifestation, and that which is Christ which is the spiritual meanings which are couched in that literal story, okay? <laughs> and those meanings cannot come to you by just reading the story of itself. In fact, they will escape you. The the wisdom by which the story is written, you can't come to these understandings. And so when you, you try to express these understandings to people, they'll say to you, this is heresy. And they'll say, "This is this is... Where'd you get this? No, My pastor doesn't, you know, on and on and on, right? And by what authority do you speak? Remember, that's what they told Jesus. By what
0: authority do you speak these things? He said, well,
1: I'll answer you this. By what authority did John the Baptist baptize? Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: so, that's it. Turn
3: it around. Put put that interrogative to him, brother.
1: <laughs> so the point is, is that, is that that in and of itself is telling you about what you're going to experience. Because They'll say to you, by what authority are you? Where, where did this come from? This flies in the face of all the modern doctrines and philosophies that are taught in, in modern-day religion. So remember, you cannot put new wine in an old wine sack. Uh-huh. You can't do it. Okay, You can't bring these higher-level understandings to someone who is so steeped in... Um, the, okay. they're so, they, the Scripture calls them the dead in Christ Jesus. Why are they the dead in Christ Jesus? Because Christ Jesus is the Christ descending into flesh. So they are the dead in Christ Jesus because they read the Scriptures uh, from, a, from a fleshly understanding, a literal understanding. That's why they're called the dead. They've fallen from the second floor down to the earth. They're the they're dead in Christ Jesus, all right? Now, um, this is why St. Paul said that we are in Christ Jesus today. Why are we in Christ Jesus today? Because we're in the flesh, but we are of the faith of Jesus Christ, okay? What that means is we don't live our lives according to fleshly understanding. We live our lives according to spiritual principles, all right, <laughs> and, and those little in and of make all the difference. Those little words there that seem to be insignificant make all the difference. All right, and, and and when those writers, you can understand when the keys are brought back to you, and you understand when they say Jesus, what they mean now. When they say Christ, what they mean. When they say Christ Jesus, what, now you know what they mean. When they say Jesus Christ, now you know what they mean. Jesus Christ is when the boy fell from the from the second from the second window down to the earth and died he he spiritually fell asleep. This is Adam spiritually falling asleep okay now uh the boy fell asleep and saint paul that which is of a higher mind because okay, saint Paul mimicked Christ His if you look at his acts he he i' must i'm gonna say a complete mimicry of, of the life of Christ. And, and he even goes to Jerusalem and is, and is killed there as well, I believe. Um, but uh, the point is, is he then breathes life into the boy, and the boy is raised, He's he's brought back, to, he's brought alive in the estate of Jesus Christ. So when we're made alive in Jesus Christ, in regard to the fleshly understandings of the world, we're dead. This is why he says the body is dead into sin in Jesus Christ, because you live your life not after the old man of the flesh, but after the new man of the spirit. And the people are in the flesh will say to the man of the spirit, from whence does this wellspring of wisdom come from? Saul, how in the hell are you a prophet in Israel? See, I mean, Saul, this guy, couldn't keep, keep track of his own donkeys, and all of a sudden he's got all this wisdom. Where'd it come from? You know? <laughs> and so... They say, where did it come from? And you say, well, I, I, I could try to explain it to you, but, you know, you're not going to understand it. Because flesh and blood can't can't really reveal this to you. I got it by revelation. And they say, well, revelation doesn't mean a hill of being to me because I have been experienced, and I don't know it's the truth, and my pastor hasn't told me that's the way it is. Well, therein, again, um, remember what, saint Paul said if, if we if, if, I, I've given you the gospel he said, but if you i, I think it's in the learning he said, but if you commit yourself to another gospel that is preached by another, you may as well go on and stick with them, okay because what he's saying is if you if you ha- if you have the truth in the spirit and you've come to life and you fall away from life into death and and your spirit come come with me now, spirits are speaking. And you fall into one of these religious houses, St. Paul yeah. says you may have the ball and a stick with them. Okay? Um, <clears throat> now, now you go back to the old law, go back to Deuteronomy 24, and you start to read about when can the woman remarry. Well, remember, the woman can remarry if her husband dies. Okay? So if you're sitting in a congregation, you're the woman. If you're the laity in the congregation, you're the woman. Okay, and if the leadership has spiritually died and is starting to teach from a fleshly perspective, the leadership is dead, and you can, you can remarry. You can leave. You can leave the congregation, and, and, and under divine law, you can leave. They're dead. The husband is dead. Okay, and you start to say, okay, well, those same principles work for state as well. okay. It, 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 what, what was the other thing that Jesus said? If they commit adultery, if the, but I tell you this that if the, if the only for the only cause for which you can leave is if adultery has been committed. Okay, well, but what about this? Okay, <clears throat> I'm the leadership of of a church, and Gary's leadership of a church, and I'm reading the scriptures, and I want to I want to tread out the corn. I'm the ox treading out the corn for my family, my my the, the woman of which I'm married to the laity in the in the congregation. Okay? I'm the one who's supposed to provide the food for the for the woman. Okay? So so I tread out the corn. I go into the scriptures to tread out that corn to provide the good the good the good wine and the good meal for the uh, for the congregation. But, you know, the head of the woman is the man and the head of the man is Christ. So I should be going to the Holy Spirit, the comforter going You know, I'm King Lemuel, Proverbs 31, sitting at the feet of my mother, saying, can you please explain to me what this means?
3: Instead,
1: I decided to go to Gary, and I say, Gary, what do you think it means? What do you think it means, Gary? And Gary said, well, you know, this this is what I'm thinking. Now I have not only have I committed adultery, I have committed an act of sodomy because I have sodomized my mind. I've allowed another man to sodomize my mind. I have not submitted myself unto Christ, no sir, rebob. I went to the philosophies, doctrines, and understandings of another man. Now, this is men doing unseemly things with other men. This is, I'm a leader of my church. He's a leader of his church. The leadership is male, okay? Um, the, the act, the analogy is male. It's not, uh, Queen Elizabeth is a female in form. Her act is male in regard to the analogy. Okay, so uh, I'm not going to go to Gary and say, hey, what do you think? I'm going to go to my prayer room, and I'm going to say, look, first of all, if I go to another man,
0: (laughs) he's in just as much as confusion as I'm
1: in. How am I going to rely upon what he tells me?
3: Yeah, the only way we could do that would be to take and, uh, as you say, go to, the prayer room, gain our understanding, our study, our research, and then uh, you and I could come to each other and say, Brother, tell you what, you know, I've been meditating and thinking about this particular verse and how it's applied, et cetera, and uh, with the study that I've come across so far, um, I seem to come up with this understanding of it. And uh, you might come back and say, well, you know, I've, I've done the same thing, but my understanding is a little bit different. You might put it out there, and I said, hmm, interesting. And uh, I would then go back into my prayer closet, and I would compare and pray uh, in that divine state to get the the fullness of the explanation or understanding, because, see, the woman of the tent is the true teacher. Yes,
0: sir. And that's
3: why if she's not uh, uh, been uh, addressed and directed and robed correctly, she's called a bent nail. And so we have to replace that bent nail... And put in a new nail so that the children and the thoughts of our mind are correct. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Go ahead.
1: Yes, sir. That's right. That's exactly right. And that's why the scripture says, honor thy father, which today they've, they've taken the kingdom of God by force, and they've entered into a patriarchal system. And they say, honor thy father, but they left off the other part. Honor thy and thy mother. Honor thy father and thy mother. And okay, uh-huh. they left off the mom. Okay. The mother mm-hmm. is the teacher in the tent, which is why, in the book of Hosea, because they had no respect even unto the father, the book of Hosea says, and I will cut off thy mother.
0: Yeah. In, fact, in the book those, of Enoch,
1: yeah. chapter Enoch chapter 42, verses 1 and 2, the Holy <laughs> Spirit sought dominion, uh, sought uh, intercourse with the sons of man and found no place. She left and took her seat with the, with the angels in heaven. So uh, if we honor our father, and our mother, then we as King Lemuel can come and sit at her feet, and she will teach us. She is the comforter, which uh, Jesus said, I believe, in the book of in the Gospels. He says, I will I will send you the comforter who will come to you in my name and will teach you all things. But are you ready to sit at the feet of a woman? It's right, so the many men that say, I can't do that. All right, That's why you can't put new wine in an old... Oh, why, And then you, you go to Jonah, he, what did Jesus say? What a perverse and adulterous generation that seek a sign. And what do they all say, Gary? Oh, look at the sign of the times. It's the sign of the times. And Jesus said, oh, what an adulterous generation would seek signs. And, and, and why would he say that, that they were adulterous? Because they literally refused to come into the way. They have enjoined themselves to every philosophy, every doctrine, every wind, every wave, everything that tickles their ears in order to not come into the kingdom and start plowing the the true field. And and so they're looking for the sign, and the reason why they're looking for that sign is so that once they start to see the sign and they clean up their act and know, well, okay, the time's getting near, I'll clean up my act now and get right with God. That's why he called them he said they were an adulterous generation. And people had people have the gall to say that the that the divine understanding of the Ten Commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery, has to do with flesh and blood, you know, intercoursing each other. Absolute horseshit. Ridiculous. Jesus himself said that the thing with the, the adultery had to do with um, with the the mixing of um the good seed with the, with the I'll, I'll just say the bad seed, okay? Uh, the seed of the kingdom mixed in with the doctrines and philosophies of man. And, and, and here it is again. Let's go back to Genesis 6. You can know the end from the beginning if you do a careful study of the beginning. Genesis chapter 6, and the sons of God. But well, what are sons in the Bible? Thoughts. What are women in the Bible? Desires. The sons of God. Looked unto the daughters of man, the desires of man, and the thoughts of God intercoursed each other. And what was born from it? Religion. Yep. yep. Religion was a giant. And people say, well, no, no, they were giants. Well, hold on a minute. If, you know, if there was giants, don't you think that, you know, I mean, okay, where are they today? I mean, if 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 we, you know, if you say, well, okay, let's just say, well, the 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 the, the concept of evolution is true. Well, if that's true. Then somewhere in my DNA string, there's um, there's um, monkey DNA, and and there'd be some woman even today, because we're not that far removed from it, that would produce a child that would look, you know, like a monkey, and be hairy like a monkey, like a monkey, you know, and we don't see that kind after it's kind. It's ridiculous. So, you know, I just uh, it's just like just stop and just you know just think about honoring thy father and thy mother, and then quit with the us versus them stuff and how you know we're the good race of people. God looked at us because you know the, you know I mean think about how absurd that is. You know I'm a I'm a man who's got you know pinkish skin. You know, people say it's the white race, whatever. I was born into it. I didn't choose it. You know, I have nothing to do with this body. I can choose what goes in it. I have nothing to do with the internal processes and the cell miosis and mitosis that happens every day. and Nothing to do with that at all. It happens without me giving one thought to it. And people say, well, God chose that particular color and said that's the good color of skin.
0: <laughs> it's
1: crazy. It's absolutely crazy, you know, because – but then, by the way, hold on a minute. If you go by the Christian uh, writings, what, is, what does the Bible say? It says uh, God's not a respecter of persons. Well, now, we got us a problem now because um, I thought that God chose the, the good the good pink skin and said, you know, they can show blood in the face and say they're the elect, they're the chosen of God. But no, God's not a respecter of persons. You know, so what is it? Is God a respecter of persons or not? I don't think. I don't think so. I think what happened is, is is that man has fallen into such a state of degradation in his uh, mind that uh, such a state of death of spiritual death that he has the gall to even think that one color of uh, flesh skin has anything to do with another color of flesh skin skin is skin and I guarantee it that when I die they cut open my brain they won't find one thought and they won't find one emotion you know and that, that, that which is that I occupied this tabernacle room which I occupied uh as I pass through this age, it will return right back into the dust. But the thoughts and the ideas, the desires, the emotions that I experience, you won't be able to find one of them. All right. And uh and now now where is adultery? philosophies, doctrines, ideas, and now we have a better understanding of what he meant by these are spots in your love feast. All right? When you invite these um, <clears throat> fleshly understandings into that which was supposed to be um, a, a face-to-face love feast between you and God, it's not God who's turned his face on, on me. It's I who turned my face on
4: God. I turned away from God, not the other way around. Yep.
1: Thus, for yep. my good, the order was given, put to death all the men, women, and children. And all the women, all the maidens who have known a man, put, them to, put her, even put them to death. I said, oh, God, I mean, geez, God, a God that would put, put women who were not even part of the battle to death? I mean, come on. Well, what about the maidens that have known a man? This is the carnal mind intercoursing with the emotions of mankind. The women are the emotions of mankind that have known a man, the carnal mind, put it to death. Yep, anyway. uh, um, So, St. Paul said, they are not all of Israel who are Israel. Correct? Something like that, right, Gary? They, they, are not, they are not, he said, I'm going to paraphrase, they are not uh, all of Israel, as in being born of Israel, who are Israel.
3: In other words, Paul yeah, well, yeah, recognized that's right.
1: that Israel was a, a state of being in the mind, and it had yeah, nothing to I'm, do. I'm,
3: I'm, I've got somebody right here right now, I'm, I'm Israel as a family, and really it's, it's, it's a group of people that uh, have done what Jacob has done. They supplanted and changed their old stupid-ass way of thinking to become Israel, those that had the power of God in an operation now. It ain't got a damn thing to do with just a race of people like we've taught for years. That's bullshit. That was limited divisionary teachings. I mean, I understand about genetics and everything else, and I'm a geneticist. But the fact of it is, is that there's a hell of a lot more to this pancake than one side.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So so they say, well, he was born of the um the bloodline of Jacob, Israel, and uh, specifically of the tribe of Judah. And a guy will say, "Well, no, but I was born of the tribe." Okay, so when you say the house of Judah, if you look at the division of the house of Judah as they divided themselves, um we have to look at 13 tribes, because you, you have two half-tribes, one in Manasseh and one in, uh, I'll say, Ephraim. And if you look at um, Judah, basically what you have is Benjamin, because remember the story, we've got to go to the Old Testament now, the story uh, where um, um, uh, before they went back into Egypt to be tested, Judah said, I'll stand surety for Benjamin. Okay, so Benjamin never left. Benjamin, if you will, the son of my right arm or son of my strength. Um, Judah and Benjamin are, are hooked at the hip, so to speak. And then you have um, Levi, no respecting Levites going to stay up north when, uh, when Jeroboam and the boys are like, hey, we're going to create our own religion now. We're going to quit from the old way and we're going to go into a new way of doing things. Okay? And there ain't nothing new under the sun, so the Levites, they were worth their salt, said, okay, boys, we're heading south for the winter, and we'll just go ahead and stay. So you've got the Levites, you have Judah, and you have Benjamin, which pretty much encompassed the house of Judah. And then the other ten tribes to the north, they encompassed the house of Israel. Okay, But this is a split of the two houses Uh, of the one house into two uh, that is of the genetic seed line of um, Jacob, all right? And if you look at even the women um, all the way from um, Adam and Eve uh, through Jacob, uh, each relationship is more and more fractured. You know, um, if you look at, you know, Abraham, it's his half-sister, you know, and as you keep going down the line, um, the relationships get further and further fractured, okay? And so, as you as you go, climb back up the ladder to get back into the garden, and then eventually, hopefully, to face to face with Elia, which is what we're all hoping for, uh, working for rather, um, these relationships are repaired. That's why it's called the Restorer of the Breach, the Repairer of the Old Way, and and then we come to understand the inner workings of this um, of this temple, which we all are uh, members uh, therein thereof. Um, a part of. So, you know, when St. Paul wrote, he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, in other words, of flesh and blood, he is one who is one inwardly, then you start to say, hold on a minute, Jesus said that the kingdom of God is within you. St. Paul said the same thing, it's within you. He said, I travail in birth pains again until Christ be formed in you. Okay, so uh, so within, okay, the, the understandings of um, of the kingdom within the conscience of of man, and uh, so then Judah um, symbolizes something. But what does Judah symbolize? Well, you know how many fighting men? In the book of Numbers we read the number of fighting men that were in the tribe of Judah. Well, it's really interesting. It's one hundred eighty-six thousand four hundred eighty-six, I believe it was, uh, which is uh, you know the speed of light. Judah camps in the east; the sun rises in the east. Judah, therefore, is a representation representation of the light, and the light comes from where the spirit, the Holy Spirit, and there's you know so um, <clears throat> from the right side, the sun rises in the right. If you if you acquaint your uh, if you take your body. And you you look at your body, you look at your two eyes, and you 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 um, take your body and you orient it according to the um, the city around the, of Jerusalem. The, the the two gates in which comes in from the east are your two eyes. Therefore, your two eyes represent the east gate. The back of your head is the west gate. The left side is the north side, and the the right side is the south side. And we know that the. The south side or the, the right side is the place of the spirit, and Judah camped in the place of the east or on the right side. And now you have a, a understanding of he who is a Jew is one inwardly who, who manifests from the spiritual perspective first, okay, first in the spirit, and then it manifests into matter. The seed we got it backwards because and we're all slaves because those that understand these things are manifesting for us and they, they've taken away from us our understanding so that we would seek our only remedy, which would be to manifest solely in the material realm, and therefore we're all subject to those that understand the keys, and we are basically no more in their eyes than cattle on the plantation that must be that must be herded and must be um, um, assuaged, pacified, um, controlled, right? And that's where they came up with government, gouverneur to control or to govern men's the mind. Okay, no different from religion, and uh, religion. And they said, "Well, uh, what's your name? My name's Legion." Okay, so there you go, religion, <laughs> right? is the control of the mind alright so he is a Jew who is one inwardly one who sits on the, the in the east side um, of the tabernacle and uh, and this idea that uh, that we need to kill all the Jews is just listen how sick it is listen, I mean how sick is that once you start to understand the analogy and we need to kill the Jews what a sick mind that would say that. I mean, what he's doing is he's saying to himself, he's actually pronounced judgment upon his own head because that which comes from his own mouth is going to come right back on his own head. And he's saying he wants to cut himself off from access to the Spirit. I mean, if he only
4: understood what he was saying.
0: Yeah. Really
1: sad, but... but... Anyway, all that for where I where I just left off, and, and it's it's running late now, and I I apologize. I've done more monologue in the conversation, so I apologize about that, Gary.
3: Well, really and truthfully, I thought you'd done a great job, <laughs> Hell, I enjoyed listening and uh, got to throw a few comments in on the deal. We've had different ones come up. See, I mean, uh, I can understand identity and things of this nature. Hell, I've taught it. I've been in it for years and stuff like that. But the fact of it is, is that I kept asking the questions and I wasn't afraid to find the answers. And I kept praying that way. And, um, you know, I would make my prayers to where uh, he leads, guides, and keeps me and teaches and uh, directs me into all paths of truth and righteousness. And so I would make that claim. And um, that was kind of like a daily mantra, if you will. And as I'd done that, then the mind says, okay, that's what he wants. See, I call things that were not as though they already were. And that principle began to operate. You could call it a law. And as I'd done so, it began to bring forth and um, and manifest that good in my life. And uh, I watched the old, you know, people uh, as they would take and uh, they would fight in war against any. Uh, I remember uh, in East Texas, Central Texas, Texas, uh, they had preachers over there, goddamn. I mean, they went to hell in a handbasket on preaching against uh, homosexuals. Hell, it wasn't long because, see, that was the only thing they had on their mind. It said, hold not up the unclean thing. What the hell happened to them? They turned into homeboys. You know what I'm saying? Right. And see, so whatever you think on, whatever you fight in war with, whatever you keep in your consciousness, uh, B and I went to um, a guy named Hale. We went one time. It was up in Oklahoma. Uh, They had a feast of tabernacles and things like that. And we come, and there was a guy there. And um, we were there only like three days. And um, there were things we had to do, and we went on. And, I mean, uh, we listened to them. And, boy, I'm telling you, they, they began to really get sick. But there was one guy, man, when he would talk, he was so full of the bitterness of gall about anybody that wasn't white. Till it had affected him. It literally had got under his skin. And right. he had the worst skin condition you could imagine. And um, I didn't get to talk to him. I got to kind of on the side, but my wife really got to talk to him and B-squared his ass away. And he finally woke up and understood what she was saying, and she prayed for him. MJ, he got a total damn healing. When we left, he did not have a skin condition anymore. And uh, when he found out that we were leaving, uh, he' come and, and packed he wouldn't even let us pack our own baggage, packed our baggage all the way down to the vehicle and everything. So I mean, wow. when people wake up, uh, they'll find peace, and peace will accompany them. But until they don't, uh, or until they do wake up, let me tell you something, they're finding everything in a handbasket and all those ass weapons and all that contention is out there for a reason. It's stop signs telling us, "Wake the hell up, yo-yo." I'm the jackass sitting down, damn it. If you don't keep going, it's going to destroy you in the way. So uh, every now and then we kind of got to listen to that ass of our own inner self talking to us, you know. But uh, I appreciate it.
1: Well, yes, sir. I I would just say one last thing. You look at, like, uh, Martin Luther King's life. I mean, clearly Martin Luther King is Moses, okay, and he led his people, okay, and he he, – you know, the worldly systems couldn't have that. That's all fighting against, you know, one who's looking to bring peace and um, equality. And, yeah. um, and the worldly systems, uh, somebody just said, one of those who's one of these skin-colored dudes and, uh, you know, power-hungry, lustful for power in office, says we've got to kill this dude. All right? But um, um, I don't know. <laughs> look, look at all – I just – I just brought up the chat line, and uh,
3: just such vile hate, man. I know, right? It just amazes me. I, I bet you they wear out bottles of Rolades. <laughs> yeah, I mean, And you know something? That will all manifest is sickness, every damn bit of it.
4: And, yeah.
3: and I have watched it for years. Uh, when we do triage, like in group, we'd have to do rotations. And um, they have a computer now. But what they do is they can classify people in disease categories by the way they think, they act, they speak. They do the same thing with insurance. And, um, we would triage them and it got to where I could tell what was wrong with them and the way they thought just by the way they walked when they would come in for me to look at them and figure out what the hell needed to be done to them. And, uh, God, I enjoyed the hell of it. I learned a lot of things, you know, about reading people, and then after being a special officer with the other training as well. I mean, the mind lab really got me a lot. That was really on the foundation of silver. But anyway, thank you very, very much. enjoyed it. Good, good study. Good talk tonight. enjoyed that. There There's a lot of wisdom in there for people if they will listen. And uh, for me, I'm out of it. I'm going to kick it back over to Jim. And uh, thanks again, MJ. Enjoyed. it. Oh, thank you.
1: It. Thank you for the opportunity. It's uh, I really I didn't know what I was going to talk about, but I mean it's like you know that's,
0: it
3: just that's the best out. way. Yeah, that
0: exactly. is the
3: best way. That is the <laughs> exactly. best way. That that gets you to operating out of the flow of the spirit. It lets it come forth and and see. Then it begins to minister to other people because it touches on things in their mind that you and I normally wouldn't even have a damn clue about and what they're dealing with. But those words will come out, and it will help them at the right point, at the right time, and then we'll, there's that ounce of gold See, so we're all sharing.
2: Anyway, yeah. I love you. Jim, yeah. you got this thing? Yeah, I'm going to end the call.
3: Whatever. <laughs> Thank you all, folks. We enjoyed you coming.
2: Yeah. Well, folks, uh, I appreciate each and every one of you coming in tonight. I want to... Thank you, and I hope you come back next week, same time, same place. And with that, I'm going to end the call. Shalom, prosper, be in perfect
4: divine health. We love Shalom. you now. Shalom. Love you all. Shalom. Shalom. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten
0: lucky?
2: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office.